0: Hello everyone and welcome to the number one podcast on the planet for helping you succeed, the Born to Succeed podcast. We are here to help you succeed on both a personal and professional level. How do we do that? We do that through motivation, inspiration, faith, hope, and love. And now, without further ado, your gracious host, Michael and uh, Lisa Merritt.
1: Miss Emily, how are you? Good. How are you guys? We're great. Can you hear us okay? I sure can. All right. Well, welcome to the Born to Succeed podcast, ma'am. Miss Elisa is here with me. Hello, Emily.
2: Hey, thank you guys for having me.
1: Absolutely. We're blessed to have you on the show. So for those just listening and tuning in, this is the Born to Succeed podcast with Michael and Elisa Merritt, the number one podcast on the planet for helping you succeed on both a professional and personal level. And today we have a special guest with us a co-author in the Finding Diamonds book with Elisa, and her name is Emily, and she's gonna share a little bit with her story and her life with us today. So, Miss Elisa, take it away from here.
3: I just wanna say this is a part of our Finding Diamonds series where we're getting the 12 authors together to come on, give us a little bit about themselves, tell us a little bit about who they are, what they do, why they wrote, and today we have chapter six, who is Emily, and she is wrote a chapter on finding the root, and it's so, so many times, Emily, we talk about in our podcast and our shows that, you know, your input equals your output, and you talk about finding the root of those input questions, so tell
2: us a little bit about who you are, and what you do. All right. Well, as you all know, my name is Emily and I live in Dallas with my husband, Pierre, who is from Togo. I'm a Christ follower, a small business owner, a former pre-K and first teacher, and now an author.
0: Very good,
3: very good. And so were you thinking about writing whenever, so we were strangers. We were met by, I say, a divine, connection and uh for Sharon who's also in the book and so when I when I came to you was it something that in your spirit said let's write or were
2: you thinking maybe I'll write someday had God placed it in your heart before uh yes and no so my husband had told me that I should write uh, as well as Sharon and I my first initial reaction was like what no you're crazy like I'm not a writer I'm not an author but I had learned like God can speak through other people and hearing that same thing in various places kind of got me thinking and around that same time over the last couple years I've been praying God like how do you want to use me and my gifts for your kingdom I'm an introvert So I'm a little bit more limited sometimes than I would like in my capacity for people, but you've given me my gifts for a reason. And in that time, I realized I enjoyed writing. And so all of that kind of came together around the same time. And so when Sharon put that out to me, I was like, okay, God, I think this might be you. I'm going to step out in faith and see what you do. Right. And so
3: sometimes it's uh, some uh, several motivational stories we tell about it's God's timing. So to us, it seems like it's been, you know, for me, 27 years until I had this book actually in text, mm-hmm. getting it ready to be re- released and published, looking nothing like I thought God had originally told me to write about. And through everyone in the chapter, it's um, it's like he brought everybody in so i could kind of tell my story through your stories and so how we're similar in ways and how we can then reach others who are also similar have the same maybe mindset or go down the same the wrong uh, path at times with the wrong as you say stinking thinking right right
0: i want to i want
1: to elaborate on that limiting emily i'm glad you said that because you know for those that are listening that are introverts and feel like they have a story to tell and they're like i just can't get out on the stage in front of people and do that that's okay that's why we have podcasts that's why we have books get your word out when god tells you to do it you listen and you got to tune that in and so i'm so proud of you emily for doing that because Thank you. so so many times people hear that word and they just number one go that's a that's uncomfortable for me and i'm not doing it and, and then they just don't share The word. And when we're podcasting or writing a book or speaking on stage, it's all about the other person. We're not here to glorify ourselves. As you said, how does God want to use us? And so I'm so proud of you for getting that out because so many people that are introverted have great stories to tell and to share and wisdom, and they just don't do it because they're scared to do it. And the uncomfortable action, they just won't take it. And so for you to take that uncomfortable action, get your story out there. I tell you what, it takes a lot of courage and that's the word that I use for a lot of you ladies. I used it for Elisa all year last year. Courage is having fear, but doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I congratulate you on having courage and getting over that side of, oh, I don't know. Oh man, you just trusted God and you did what he said. Thank you. Right.
3: And and I want to read this one part of your chapter that, that really draws to me and it, it says, uh, in short, all of this toxic thinking kept me from being fully me and who God intended me to be until I started finding the root behind the behavior and not just placing a Band-Aid or a quick fix on it. And that's kind of really your story,
2: would you say, Emily? Yeah, yeah, in the last couple of years, God has really been working on my thinking. And I think that was the last big puzzle piece of my healing journey. I'd been healing for a few years and was just getting stuck. And so when I was asked to join this chapter, I thought I can't share my whole story. There's too much. And the thinking really just stood out because I thought that summarized everything so well. Like, yes, God had brought so much healing, but at the same time, my thinking was still holding me back so much from truly being free and who God meant me to be. Just even in small ways of laughing out loud, You know, I kind of learned, oh, it's better to be neutral. And that way you're not open to criticism as much. You know, if you're neutral, no one notices you. So things like that just have really helped me be free uh, and who God intended me to believe. Yeah, and
3: I always say, you know, the bigger the lessons, the the bigger the blessings. And so I feel like I've gone through some times in, in life that, really maybe I didn't have to, like, if I think about it on a certain level, you know, I really didn't have to go through that or put myself through that. But in actuality, God was with me every step of the way of what I went through. And so I did have to go through it and I did go through it for a reason and for a purpose. And that bigger purpose was to help someone else who didn't, doesn't have the faith part. know that they can get through anything that they set their mind to
1: with the lord is what i believe Mm -hmm. absolutely because no matter what your limiting belief is if you really trust in the lord and have that faith you will step out over that and start to build that step of next step next step next step it's so many times though that the limiting belief holds us back and even though we have faith we don't have just enough faith to go i'm going to trust in you lord I know this is uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. I'm really nervous, but you know what? It's it, like I said, for you, you just have to take that uncomfortable action. But so many times we have limiting beliefs because that's how our life starts. Mm-hmm. We are started off being told no all the time because in our terrible twos, we want to do everything. <laughs> and so we start off at two years old being told no, 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 no. And then we start growing up and people go, well, you can't eat that. You can't do that. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You can't be in that group of people. You're not in that clique. And so it starts to create all those limiting beliefs throughout life that we put in our backpack and then we just carry it around with us. And so it's when we start to take those away and you just go, you know what? I'm amazing. I'm a child of God. I am the greatest that anybody can be because I'm royalty. I'm a child of God. And we're all created different. And we all have a message. And we're all here on purpose for a purpose. So... You know, I, I again, applaud you for getting that out because, again, so many people, if they're listening right now, listen to this and her saying, you know what? I had the same limiting beliefs that you did, but I just went ahead and took that step because God told me to and I trusted in it." And then when we do that, the action that comes on the other side is so rewarding. I used this the other day with one of my students I was talking to after class and I said, you know, it's like riding a roller coaster the first time. If you've ridden the Texas Giant out there at Six Flags or uh, the Titan, those are big roller coasters. And if you've never been on a roller coaster, you're probably really frightened. And then when you get on that guy and you're you're going up that first clink, 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 clink of that first hill, and then you finish that ride and it's exhilaration and on the backside, you're like, I don't even know the words to use. Before I was so scared, I thought I was gonna go to the bathroom at the pants. And now I'm so exhilarated, I can't even use the words. Because why? Because you overcame that fear and you went to that next level. So uncomfortable action, when we get to the other side, it's a level like you can never believe. So again, congratulations, Emily.
3: Yeah, and, and I wanna add too, I, I really appreciate you, Emily, for taking the step in faith and for joining me on this adventure. It's been, it's really been fun. It's been, Um, I've learned a lot, it's been challenging, and I've had to overcome myself to get to this point. So I really, um, you know, if I had a champagne flute and drank champagne, (laughs) then I would definitely send you a cheers. Thank you. um,
2: So it's, it's a great
3: accomplishment. And do you think that you'll write more?
2: Yes, actually, I'm in the process of writing a book right now. So yeah, that writing this chapter, um, you talked about early on how it could be a stepping stone for going on and continuing to write or sharing a more complete story and because right. a few people had encouraged me to write I thought well now is the time like if I'm writing a chapter in this book and it's coming out why don't once I finish that one I start writing and see what God does with it right yeah as long as we don't
3: put the limits on ourselves there's no telling what God Mm -hmm. can do with us, right? So that's why we have, to to me, it's important to have that faith. Of course, it's a choice for everyone to choose how they decide to live in life. The difference in my life, noticeable differences when I walk in faith and when I don't, and which way, which which roads I go down, depending on how I'm walking. So tell me, um, what are some of your personal goals that you have for
2: 2021? Well, I kind of have a lot of them. I break them down into different categories. And one of my personal goals is to read 25 books this year. Um, It can be on marriage, uh, healthy conflict resolution. I've been enjoying learning about the brain in the last couple years. So those are some of the books I might uh, dip into. I kind of take it as they come and either go look at my bookshelf or see what people have recommended and what resonates with me and then go from there. Um, A spiritual goal I have is to pray more this year than I did last year. That's something I've learned a lot in my life over the last few years is just how powerful prayer can be. And so I would like to grow in that even more and also just do some scripture meditations because they can be really calming. And also yes. get that truth just inside of me, so that it just keeps flowing
3: out. That's right. I often say, which I know it's throughout the book that we say, you know, put on the armor of God. Mm-hmm. And I think when we have these spiritual warfare, is what I call when you have, you know, stinking thinking, or or just if it's a, a mind over matter type thing that you're you're going through. To me, it's a it's a it's not, not something that you can see, so it's not physical. So it's a spiritual warfare that's just going on in your head. And like you said, by learning more scripture and having more time to get to know and be with the Lord, then that increases those words that you have and that armor that you have to fight off mm-hmm. those wrong, you know, the lies that you are to, that that are told you. Yes. As Mike talks about having three voices, you know, God's voice your voice and the devil's voice and it's true you really do have the three voices
1: yeah and if you can start your day with that god's voice that's the most important thing and one of the one of my mentors and idols kind of so to speak is bob bodine and he has two books the power of who and two chairs and two chairs talks about that having two chairs every morning sitting down first thing in the morning, one chair for you, one chair for God. And for every minute that you talk, God gets to talk for four. So if you're sitting down for 10 minutes, which is what I try to do every morning, I talk for a minute, I'm silent for four. I talk for a minute, I'm silent for four. I just say, God, what is it you want me to do today? Please use me to the best of my abilities today. And then I just listen. Mm -hmm. And when you start in the morning by doing that, I tell people every day since I've started that you really start to tune in more and more it's like a radio station on your car if you just hit the seek button you'll just pass right by it but if you hit the knob and do one channel at a time sometimes you'll pick up those channels you never would have picked up before and so when i listen to god in the morning and say what is it you want me to do today and i just listen to him sometimes he talks i need to do this with my finances i need to do this or whatever he's telling me to do i just listen to him and go okay and i start my day with him and whenever we start the day with the armor of god as elisa says it helps us fight those arrows off as they come at us all day long. We're already prepared, but most people never take the time to start a morning routine of putting that armor on. So by the time they fly out the door, get stuck in traffic, get to work, they're already in a bad mood and the day is already ruined. And that's not how it's supposed to be. Because Psalm 118 24 tells us, For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it.
2: Yes, I agree. And when I do my quiet time every morning or rather when I don't, I can often notice a difference. Say when I was a teacher, I would notice a level of extra patience that I had on those days that I would spend with God. And the days I wouldn't, I'd be like, oh my goodness. Wow, I am so impatient impatient today, why? And I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm trying to do this on my own. That's my That's God. right. And going yeah. back to the thinking, thinking, it's so important to replace our thinking with truth. But sometimes we don't, like I grew up believing that what I thought was true, that's, right. I didn't know any better until maybe 10 years ago, God started showing me, no, this is who I say you are. This is true. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so without his truth inside of us, it can be really hard to tell ourselves the truth because if you don't see yourself as beautiful and you don't know, God says that you just think it's true.
3: Yeah, it's often we look to what the world says is who and how we are and we ignore what God says, which is God's course is more uh, empowering and uplifting. So it's when we listen to things that people say to us because maybe they just don't know how to speak in love and they don't. And sometimes I really think people are naive. They don't know the damage that they do to Mm -hmm. each other or the damage that's being done to each other by their words and their actions. And so then, you know, the other person, if they don't know how to manage those feelings, they don't have the coping mechanisms, then they don't know what to do. And so then that's when they can often turn to substances or self-harm or other things. And so we really have to develop those coping mechanisms to get through those times, to know what's true and what's not
1: true. And that goes back to what you both said at the beginning, input equals output. And what I input into myself every day, Starting off with talking with the Lord, and then my positive daily affirmations, and people say all the time, you know, it may sound crazy, but I I tell people, say it, I am great, I am a caring person, I am a child of God, I am doing the things that God wants me to do, and when we get up and tell ourselves that and remind ourselves of this and those positive affirmations, it helps build our self-esteem. And then when we go out and build others' self-esteem, then we get a reward from that. And then this transcendence starts to happen where all of a sudden transformation starts to change our thinking. And we're like, wow, you know what? Oh, this is, I am am not gonna let this hold me back anymore. All those things people said were wrong. But like Elisa said, we tend to believe exterior sources a lot of times. And then that is what can take us down the rabbit hole of i'm not great i'm not the prettiest i'm not the smartest i don't fit into that group i should just like you said stay neutral so nobody notices me and that way i can just kind of stay in the background and not get anybody in trouble or make anybody mad at me or anything else and that's not how god intended us to be he really didn't he intended us to be children of of his that was praised, and I, I say it all the time to people. He made you to be a light that shines brightly, and we don't put lights that shine brightly under a table or inside of a box. We put them on top of the table for them to shine. So you two diamonds shining bright. I'm I'm proud of both. Thank you.
3: Yeah, it's it's great. I'm so excited because so February the 18th is when the is the pre-launch of the ebook. That you can pick up for ninety nine cents. Um, just hit us up online, and so um, I, I have some little notes that you sent me. And you're gonna be trying. You're gonna be selling over two hundred copies. That's your goal to sell up the book. That's great. Yeah, that's Emily. my
2: goal. So far, I've sold nine. So I have that's great. Ninety one to go.
3: That's great. Hey, you have to start somewhere. That's my biggest I mean. quote in life. One of my biggest things is you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to start to be great. And that's so true, like one step at a time, one action at a time. I was just a co-author in another book, One Habit, How to Thrive in a Post-COVID World. And my chapter was on creating the habit of reading 20 minutes a day. You know, we didn't start uh, when we were in in, uh, grade school and kindergarten, when you were a teacher, you, you start teaching your children how to read. And then we make it a habit for them, part of their homework assignment, read 20 minutes a day. Then we get out of college. And then all of a sudden we just think, well, oh, we never have to read another book. But that's so far from the truth, because you always need to be reading, learning and growing, moving forward, because if you're not progressing, you're regressing.
1: Yeah.
3: And so, and times change. And so you have to, you don't, you don't want change like the world, but you have to change with the times. Mm-hmm. And you have to stay caught up, and so it's great. It's great that you're a reader and a um, and a thinker. And you know, I think great great minds think alike, and like minded like minded people get together. Yeah, I. And so we just have to have other people have um, create that same hope and faith in themselves mm-hmm. to get on the right path, because everybody deserves the truth.
2: Yes, and something I found for books i think that kept me reading is oftentimes god would give me the book to read or i think you know god was giving me the book to read because it was so perfectly timed for where i was at and what i was going through times right. where i felt alone or i thought there was no hope he showed me you're not alone like here this book is speaking to you where you're at i'm here with you Whoever wrote this book, they're cheering you on. Um, There's hope. And so that's part of the reason I write because I know the power that a book can have when you think you're alone and there's no one physically there. Like, God can use anything. Books, people, podcasts, neighbors, you never know. Yeah, it
3: could just be that one person. I told a story once about a little boy walking home from school and he had his backpack full of his books. And, you know, it was the day he was, in his mind, it was the last day of his life because he couldn't take it anymore. And somebody happened to stop him on his path and say, hey, what's up, how you doing? And kind of stopped him for a second and changed his whole life around. So you never know who that person that may come across your path or, you know, what story you may read or what book you may read that makes that impact to get you to the next level. And so that's another reason, you know, never to stop learning and and, um, and giving and loving yourself. So you're doing it for yourself is the main thing.
1: Yeah, and then as we give to others, then then we build them up because you never know that one word that you could give somebody, as you just said, could change their entire life. Uh, I, I can think of a million stories, but one right now is popping in my head, Zig Ziglar. Back in the day, Zig Ziglar stopped at a red light and a guy came up as they are at some of our red lights panhandling for money. And the guy asked for money and he said, and and if you get me some money, I'll give you a pencil. And, and so it was kind of a, okay. So Zig went ahead and gave him some money, but he didn't give him the pencil. So Zig said, where's my pencil? And the guy goes, oh. I, was, I really always just say that so people think I'm going to give them something or something. And Zig goes, Hey, if I paid for my services, you're a small business owner. I want my transaction. the guy was like, Okay. So he turned around, ducked through his stuff, gave Zig a pencil. I guess it resonated with the guy because 10 years later at a seminar, this guy walks up to Zig Ziglar and says, I want to shake your hand. And Zig's like, Nice to meet you, so and so, blah, blah. And Zig, looked at him and the guy goes, you probably don't recognize me because I'm dressed up. He goes, but I was the guy at the bridge that day that you said, hey, you're a small business owner and I want my pencil. He goes, nobody had ever told me that before. And when you pulled off, I thought, I could be a small business owner. Wait a second. I'm now worth over a million dollars, Zig. And I became a businessman that day because of you. I mean, I hear that story and tears just come in my eyes. I'm like, Zig Ziglar, It impacted so many people but just to think of that guy right there boom hey small business guy oh my pencil i gave you a dollar nobody ever told him that before and just amazing And, and and so we all have that power of just one word that we can say to somebody we love it when people you know people inspire us every day and so when people post on our facebook or this or that I needed to hear those words today when I make a message or we post a a video or post a post and they put on there I needed this today that always makes us feel so good because we're like look at that we impacted at least one person today and And that's all that matters a
3: divine intervention Mm -hmm. that happened
1: that's right yeah so Miss Emily what are some things that you can leave our listeners with today some words of wisdom as you move towards the future that you think are really really important for their success as this is the Born to Succeed podcast. One of the things that
2: really has helped me a lot, and I often remind either people that I'm encouraging or mentoring, is progress, not perfection. Because so often we can see how far we have yet to go. Instead of looking back to see how far we've come, or say you're having a bad day and you're like, man, I blew it again. But progress, not perfection reminds me, okay, but yeah, I did slip back up again. I did mess up, but where did I win? Where did I make progress from a month ago, from a year ago? And that really encourages me because I can almost always find progress. And so that will just keep me from striving for perfection or defeat. And just, you know, God doesn't look for us to get there overnight he's patient with us and gentle with us so why am I not patient and gentle with myself or friend right. or my husband you know as they're going through whatever journey they're on right
3: exactly we have to have in another book I was just finishing up As talks about understanding and to having the understanding the need to have empathy for everyone in the world because everybody, you know, is going through something different on a different level and for some reason. So we just have to have understanding and empathy to others that are different Mm -hmm. than us who are also trying to figure out, you know, how to get on the
1: right path and go down the righteous road. Yeah, yeah. Anything else that you'd like to leave our listeners with, ma'am?
2: Something Alisa was just sharing reminded me of, it's a picture of an iceberg. And I don't remember the quote on top of it, but that image really stuck with me. It was talking about how always be kind because you don't know what's going on below the surface. You know, we just see the tip of the iceberg, which is just a small piece. So, yeah, maybe that person was short with you, but you don't see what's going on underneath. You know, maybe they just lost (laughs) someone close to them or their boss just chewed them out and that's something that really helps me when i'm struggling to love someone well or be patient is like okay well i want someone to be understanding that there's maybe more than meets the eye and that can really help me have that empathy for sometimes those more challenging situations or people realizing there are things we don't see
1: right yeah yeah that's a beautiful point i've actually posted that before with a picture of 90% of the iceberg Mm -hmm. under the water and it showed fear, worry, anxiety, depression, all these things underneath the water and then what you saw was that little top side. And so that's a great point Emily, that is so true that most of the time we don't get to see that And, and so it is true the old saying you need to walk a mile in somebody's shoes before you start judging them and you shouldn't be judging anybody anyway but you need to walk a mile in somebody's shoes and that way you're a mile away and you've got their mm-hmm. shoes. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. All right, no. <laughs> just put yourself in somebody else's place yes. sometimes and you'll have a little different mm-hmm. perspective, right? Miss Elisa, exactly. What were you gonna say on that, Miss Elisa?
3: I, I was just gonna say, I, I was just envisioning the iceberg. It just reminds me of um, when I think about things that are down below the surface and above the surface, is that. Sometimes we have, well, not sometimes, but we always have to start with our foundation and the roots of a a tree, the roots of ourself, where we start at, like you said, finding the root. And so uh, my beautiful uh, picture that I always have in mind is just a big, beautiful blossoming tree with uh, flowers and fruits, and that's multiplying and always blossoming. And I think that um, in the book, Finding Diamonds, that everybody has looked had to dig deep in themselves to find how to show that part of themselves to attract other people so that they could be kindred spirits and to know that you could come to any of us with a difficult time or a difficult story and we have that empathy and understanding and are there for anybody who needs that help that we just want you to reach out i love that absolutely Yeah. that
2: you shared elisa i yeah, think it yeah. goes so well with my chapter of finding the root you know we are thinking yeah. what we're thinking for a reason so what's that root behind it for me it was toxic shame right. and when i found that root and i dealt with it that's when i truly began to flourish like five years ago i never would have been brave enough or courageous enough to put myself out there and start a small business but dealing with that toxic right. shame. So, but what do I have to lose? If it doesn't go anywhere, so it doesn't go anywhere. And if it does, great. Um, and there are so many instances of that. Like this book is another one. So yeah, maybe I would have signed up to write the book, but I never would have stepped on the podcast because that would require me to speak. But when I dealt with the root, I can just see how that's allowing me to flourish and fruit is just coming out more and more and more.
1: Right, right, because when we break that ground up then we get all those rocks and all those stumps out from underneath and we have a good solid ground, then those roots can then grow nice in the ground and not get stuck everywhere mm-hmm. else. That is so important. Where is the root of that problem And finding the root? Because if we don't find the root, then we can't really solve the problem.
3: Yeah, we have to start with a strong foundation yes. to keep our thinking keep our thinking in line, especially during today's times when people just seem to live more in fear over faith. And um, you just have to have faith to believe that all things happen for a bigger mm-hmm. and better purpose. And so, look to see what is the real problem that's happening. What is God really doing in the world? shaking us up as he is what is his purpose what are we supposed to be doing you know we have to each individually ask what are you showing me god that i need to do for everyone else today in the world and that should be our question that we wake up with in Mm -hmm. our two chairs every morning
1: yep yep well miss emily we're going to wrap it up what are your last departing words for our listeners
2: i just want to remind them that no change or growth is too small those small changes that we make every day lead eventually if you are faithful and consistent to big changes you know you talked about how you were so proud of me of dealing with my fear but that didn't start with this book or this chapter in the book that started you know when I was 15 and I realized I had a lot of fear of things and I said I'm not gonna let fear stop me from doing xyz and so if I had a fear I would push through it and consistently doing that, you know, those big changes, those small changes, led to now these bigger changes at 35 years old. So just be faithful with yeah wherever you're at, and those small changes will lead somewhere.
1: That's right. That's beautiful. Well, on the backside of that, Miss Simley, I'm gonna say exactly following up with that, guys. The one
0: percent rule.
1: Just do one percent more every day take one more step every day if you can run run if you can fly fly it doesn't matter if you can fly do it but if you can't fly you run and if you can't run you walk and if you can't walk you Mm -hmm. crawl but you keep moving one step forward each day because progress equals happiness keep moving forward every day progress in one year you will be so much further than where you were as elisa said you don't have to be great to start but you gotta start to be great. You're never gonna get there if you don't start. Let go of the limiting beliefs today. These two ladies should inspire you beyond belief. We thank you so much for listening today, guys. These two ladies, Alisa and Emily, Finding Diamonds is the book. It's launching on February 18th. Get your copy now, get extra copies. Give them to your mother, your daughters, your nieces get these in the ladies hands out there because that's what this book is about inspiring other women to change their lives so Miss Emily we thank you so much for being on the podcast today and for all those that are listening we just hope that these words resonate with you we know that this will make a change in your life if you take these words soak them in and then make a change From Elisa Merritt and myself, Michael, Merritt Coaching Group, the Born to Succeed podcast, our special guest, Miss Emily, today, we appreciate everybody for listening. Remember the golden rule, you can have everything you want in life if you just help enough others get what they want. That is for sure. Treat them the right way. Treat them like you want to be treated. We know that, all right? And have a blessed day and a blessed week, everybody, from Michael and Elisa. And Miss Emily, Thanks. thank you so much for listening to the Born to Six E podcast. Thank you guys too, Emily. Bye bye.
0: We wanna thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to the Born to Six E podcast with Michael and Elisa Merritt. We know that you have a very busy schedule and we appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time with us. You can find us at Merit Coaching Group on YouTube, Facebook. You can email us at MeritCoachingGroup at gmail.com. We want to remind you that you can have everything you want in life if you just help enough others get what they want and need. Remember to follow the golden rule. You can have everything you want. Yeah, but you got to do what? Treat others as you want to be treated. So until next time, have a very blessed day from Michael and Elisa Merritt.